Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, listeners. Today is January 18th, 2017. We're going to have a really great show for you today because we're going to be talking about advanced stem cell treatments. And this particular company has an extremely innovative way of treating their patients. We're going to be talking with Grace Odgers, and she is the program educator and patient care coordinator for Nova Cells Institute of Mexico. And this is where they facilitate the treatment of children and adults. And they use umbilical cord blood stem cells and in some instances, a patient's own bone marrow stem cells. So let's bring... Grace onto our show now so we can get started because 15 minutes goes very quickly and we have a lot of material to cover. Welcome, Grace. Well, thank you, Denise. I'm so happy to be here and that you invited me. I'm just uh, ready to go. (laughs) Good, good. I always like to start my show up by asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? Where did you get started? Well, it's actually, what, eight, nine years ago, a group of scientists and doctors um, founded the Nova Salsa Institute of Mexico. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of these uh, doctors and researchers, or most of them actually, had worked uh, with other uh, companies or, or labs, and uh, for many years, you know, ever since uh, uh, they're pioneers, you know, from uh, with the stem cell cultures, mm-hmm. um, you know, just uh, working with the stem cells, and they just decided to get together and uh, form a group because you know they were they were sick also of uh, brokers and middlemen and you know marketers that were there, you know, and that would hike up the price, and uh, a lot of people could not take advantage of it. So this is one of the reasons that they, they got together to do something and to help the patient. Yeah, they they truly had the desire to to work directly with the patients. Yes. And to kind of handle happy. their care. Mm-hmm. So out of result of that, I can only imagine that you've made some incredible strides over the years. We we have we're so happy that we have been able to help so many people you know hundreds of children and adults and uh, with um, uh, neurologic uh, 
uh, conditions and others, and cancer and so, that take away the the happiness of your life. You know, the uh, you know your lifestyle, everything, and it just you know, uh, you know. So this is uh, it's uh, it just fills my heart with with happiness uh, to to see it. You know, every time I see someone get better, it just it, even if it's I've seen it uh, hundreds of times, it's still you know it just. It, it's it's not the same. It just every time is different. How how happy uh, people feel. Mm-hmm. Well, your organization has put out a a book called Heroic Medicine, and it basically mm-hmm. talks about the healing programs that you have available. Right. What? Yes, people can just ask for it and they read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Stem cell, um, the basics of it. Uh, you want to walk us through it. A lot of people aren't aren't knowledgeable of just what we're going to be right. talking about. Right. Well, uh, we treat with um, uh, stem cells from uh, from the blood of umbilical cord from uh, from you know when the mom has the baby and. Uh, expels the baby and and the cord too you know so it is we never never ever use um embryonic or fetal cells which come from aborted babies no it is from the cord blood and placenta uh this is so so then that means that individuals that were um later uh that were, were born a lot earlier on when this wasn't available would not be able to to utilize your treatment plan because they don't have the umbilical cord um, stored. Um, the blood you know, stored. They, they. Well, I know some people in the United States, some moms, they save their cord. Uh, but in in our case, we have donors, uh, donors in uh, Mexico. Moms donate the cord. Oh. And then they. Um, to help somebody else, yeah, we do not use the uh, the cord blood that somebody has from some, uh, you know, the family member or not, you know, because basically that's just one cord. And in most cases, for most conditions, we need uh, the stem cells from uh, two or three or four cords, especially neurological diseases and all that. We need four or five uh, cords. So you know, so basically, it works out great because these donations just help other people you know, restore their their condition. Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's just, uh, it's, it's not reactive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So walk me through the process of of a patient that comes into your facility. What What happens? Well, first of all, like I said, I'm the patient coordinator, and I educate the people on stem cells, and they, uh, I ask them, for well, what is their condition? And uh, they, then we ask for medical, um, uh, you know, their medical papers. And then uh, so that is um, forwarded to the uh, uh, medical research team. And then uh, mm-hmm. so they say, okay, this person has this condition. This is the treatment, you know, that he's had, medications and so forth. And this is the protocol or the, uh, uh, the treatment that we could give this person. And they accept the person in some cases, uh, very few cases, but uh, like sometimes in um, uh, persons with uh, cancer, they have one or two weeks to live, and it's, it's just very, very 
difficult sometimes they're not accepted because you know they just come at the end but neurological conditions and uh, children with uh, spina bifida children with uh, uh, TBI uh, traumatic brain injury you know they they come on in and they're treated uh, once they come in uh, they're assessed by depending on what the condition is if it's neurological a neurologist uh, uh, traumatologist uh, internal medicine uh, a cardiologist depending on what the condition is then they're assessed by that doctor, and then they um, they get their treatment, which is uh, IV uh, stem cells. Uh, the program stem cells are given by IV, and in some cases, uh, spinal tap. Oh, And they get to go home the same day, and many times the next day. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, it's very what? quick, uh, mm-hmm. except for cancer, seven days, but six, five days or so. But um, usually, it's one day. Go home the next day. Now, what part of Mexico are you located in? Uh, the uh, the hospital is in uh, Tijuana, Mexico. We also have other uh, hospitals that we contract with, Mexico City and, and Guadalajara. But for the okay. United States, um, the Bahamas and in Canada, it's, it's Tijuana, Mexico. It's very easy okay. to get here. Okay. Now, I noticed um, in your book you talk about the beacon factor. Yes, uh, the beacon factor. Well, um, it's important to uh, to know that uh, Nova Cells Institute or NCIM, as we sometimes call it, um, scientist and biochemist Abel Pena, Dr. Abel Pena, has been using a highly sophisticated lab technology. Uh, he's a chief of laboratory services, and him and his crew uh, have worked on a uh, work on the uh, programming and the. Um, inducement and uh for the cells but he came up with the uh with the beacon factor he is the uh that's his brainchild he invented the beacon factor and is basically um comes from the the stem cells but it's a different programming and uh it's a component that is non-toxic and what it does it um well what he meant for it, for it to do is to amplify the signals the stress signals that uh, damaged tissue gives out and so that way, the stem cells go right at it. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, well, it's a beacon, you know, but you like the boats, they find the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where to get, you know. So this is what he meant to do, and he did. And what happened was that later, was, all of a sudden, people were coming up with other uh, things that were so wonderful because of the beacon factor, like lowering inf- inflammation, uh, circulation. Uh, feet that were bluish, whitish, all of a sudden pinked up within about an hour or two, uh, people that didn't have circulation. And then uh, another wonderful thing, a side effect, a good side effect, was that it was shuttling out neurodebris from the lysosomes in the brain. And this worked just incredibly great for neurological conditions uh, because uh, neurological conditions are just, you know, those uh, neurons and stem cells are just, Block, you know, blocked and uh, with uh, neurotoxins, and so he just started sh- uh, shelling it out, and uh, people started walking. People started uh, noticing this is my my daughter all of a sudden, and and so it's uh, worked great, and that kind of sets us apart from other other companies because um, we see results within a, many times within a few hours, uh, let's wow. say days or weeks, but we see it within fifteen twenty minutes, especially with children. Mm-hmm. And so we're 
very happy with that the beacon factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Do you have a mm-hmm. more of one type of disease that you treat over another? Um, no. Well, we we treat a lot of children. Uh, a lot, a lot of children with spina bifida, okay. traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. uh, cerebral palsy, uh, okay. seizures, and then you know, and then with the adult MS and, and multiple sclerosis, uh, stroke. We get a lot of stroke. Um, you know, people just uh, their lives are life changing. Yeah, uh, terrible. You know, they, they can't move, they can't talk, they can't swallow. They, you know, it's just um, I can tell you later a few cases. Mhm. Mhm. And then you do do some some work with uh cancer patients. Oh yeah, we do work with cancer patients also. Uh we started with um about 6 years ago we started with uh, uh just hopeless cases, you know, sort of like a heroic uh thing mm-hmm. to do, you know, for someone that was uh, hopeless, and it started with cancer, uh, uh, prostate cancer. And so um, all of a sudden, you know, the, the person started to, to get better and better, and, and it just, uh, you know, it worked so well. We work with uh, granulocytes. Now, in the case of cancer, we don't work with, uh, we do give them a, a little bit of uh, stem cells because they also have uh, alien-killing abilities, but we use granulocytes. Uh, now, granulocytes are uh, stem cell, uh, cells from the immune system. Uh, we have many different uh, cells in the immune system, you know. And so, but this particular ones, uh, they kind of eat up cancer pretty good. And so we get donations from young uh, kids, you know, um, 18, 19, 20, 24, up to 24, 25 years old, and they have a, an incredibly aggressive uh, variety. They have a, a very high count and very aggressive variety to uh, to attack cancer. So uh, the cancer patient gets 10 um, donations, uh, about two a day, uh, of granulocytes, and they just go in and uh, devour the cancer. And this, the uh, the stem cells also, like I said, have uh, alien killing abilities. And they, some, what we do is uh, uh, put a little bit of mismatch uh, stem cells in the tumor, and then so then they inject the granulocytes. And the granulocytes just go right at it and says, "Hey, you know, you don't you don't belong here." So well, they'll eat it up, try to attack the uh, the um, uh, the stem cells, and also attack the cancer. And uh, we we see results really really fast. And, you know, you, sometimes uh, the person is pretty gone, but but they they, they extend their life uh, five years, ten years, not all the time, but you know, if it's sure. really really yeah. bad, uh, Pe- people yeah. are individual in their biology and their their cases so and then they come get like when they have a different few weeks results. to live yeah so that's yeah mm. that makes it tough right yeah so then your technology you claim that your technologies and methods um are very different from perhaps what is used in the states What's the difference? Well, uh, in the States, uh, basically, uh, this is my country, but 
what it is is that they only allow uh, certain medications. You know, the pharmaceutical companies, well, they want to sell their medications, and uh, some of them are, are good. I mean, you know, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. but they do not allow stem cells yet. And uh, there is some bone marrow here, which we have used bone marrow, but it hasn't given us the results that we want. You know, little, little, uh, the person is not as tired, you know, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, you know, and then it's not. But then when we started using the uh, the cord blood, and it was just like night and day. So um, so this is one of the difference uh, that we have, but our, our technology is uh, is the stem cells. It's, that's what it is. And you can't have it here, unfortunately, and um, so people just, well, they want to live. They want to extend their life, and they're going to go anywhere that they can, of course. And they can find it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what extent um, stem cells could be used in the United States. I know that they are. I just don't know. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, well, what they are, uh, the United States, uh, some doctors use adipose, which is a uh, fat, and uh, and some doctors use uh, bone marrow. They're trying to get get rid of it. I don't the FDA, or, but uh, uh, umbilical cord, no. And uh, so, okay. so this is the difference. So that's the big mm-hmm. difference. They're not allowed. Yeah, it's, to a, cord. it's a symptom medicine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. you you basically get medications for symptoms. Mm-hmm. Besides antibiotics mm-hmm. and and the pain uh, thing, but this is basically to cut down your symptoms and you know to help you out that way and some things, but not to heal, improve, mm-hmm. repair. Mm-hmm. No. Mhm. Yeah, Interesting. So uh, let's talk about your hospital facilities and the doctors there. Okay. Well, our doctors are all MDs, of course, uh, certified in, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in Mexico, and, and so is the hospital credentials uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, the Mexican government, and you know, sort of like uh, the FDA mm-hmm. in here in the United States. And so mm-hmm. it's, um, and like I said, neurologists, cardiologists, pulmonologists, depending on pediatrics, uh, depending on what is needed. That's the doctor that. But usually, it's two or three doctors that. Uh, assess the person. Okay. And so on the initial consultation, you'll see at least two or three? Uh, the initial consultation, yes. Uh, yeah, when they arrive, uh, suppose mm-hmm. a child comes in, uh, then he is seen usually by a, ped- a pediatrician, uh, for sure, uh, internal medicine, and uh, and a neurologist. Uh, you know, if it's a neurological, which is basically what we get for children, um, not as much cancer. But if it's cancer, then it will be an oncologist that would be assessing, assessing the, the child. Uh, but um, okay. uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's a cardiologist. So. Gotcha. Okay, and then we did, talk, we did talk about the length of stays depending upon, you know, what they're their issues are it can it would definitely vary i assume um it varies very little i said like i said with uh, only with cancer they stay five days or mm-hmm. uh, six days or so but uh, any other um condition is one day you you 
you um, you come in and you can leave in the evening or two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Say multiple sclerosis, uh, ALS, uh, um, MS, or, or all that stroke or so, one or two days. Uh, for children, it's almost just one day. Uh, so we um, people will arrive and, in San Diego. Uh huh. So if a child well, is there, yeah, for one, in- one or t- if a child is there for one or two days for treatment, um, and they they receive the stem cell treatment, what's the follow up like? Well, the follow up, uh, you know, the the mom has to let us know what the because each child has its own doctor. Uh, say mm-hmm. in South Carolina, New York, it is impossible to be bringing the child back what, every week or every month, it's impossible, you know, because, you know, it costs money to fly and all that. But then their own uh, pediatrician, their own neurologist continues on, and uh, then they give us feedback. The mom gives us feedback or the doctor gives us feedback, and this is the way we we follow up. And what would you say your percentage of success is with, with these kids? Well, with the kids, we see... You know, I, I almost you almost can't say 100%, but I can certainly say right under. At, we have not had a child that has not had a, a response, okay. gains, in repair, either 30%, 50%, 70%, uh, you know, w- with the first mm-hmm. treatment. Sometimes in a year or two they may have to need another treatment, but that's okay. optional. It is to get more gains, not to keep the gains that they already got. Mm-hmm. Those are permanent. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Now That's I great. don't I don't imagine that um, the U.S. insurance pays for this. Is it an expensive in Denver? You know, uh, it, it is. It, it varies. Um, we have cancer, which is a little bit more. But even though um, you know it, the insurance doesn't pay for it, a lot of moms do fundraising and you know a, a few months or so family help out, but. Um, uh, basically, cancer is the one that's a little bit more, but it, it, it depends on the condition because it depends how many um, uh, cords, uh, stem cell mm-hmm. cords, uh, that the child would get or the person would get uh, from two to three or four. Um, yes, the cords are a donation, but the testing is the, the expensive part. Of course, and the programming it is. and the lab uh, methods, you know. So the testing, there's about, I don't know, 15, 15 18 tests that each court has to have, and so the courts are tested, and then the mom is tested. It's a double mm-hmm. whammy, you know, and from mm-hmm. two different labs. So what happens is that uh, that gets a little expensive, you know, 400 800 1000 for each test. So that makes mm-hmm. it a little bit, uh, but, but, you know, uh, it has to be tested. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And then the hospital, we got to pay the hospital. And pay. That's true. That's true. So a ballpark could be what ten thousand, twenty thousand, or and it's way under twenty thousand. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's between something like that, and um, and like I said, I can talk to each person individually. Oh, sure. And ask, sure. and once they tell me, you know, what the uh, condition is, and the doctors uh, figure out what it is, and I can tell them right away, right off the bat, send them an information letter how many cords mm-hmm. they would need, what is the amount of okay. cells with each cord. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't you tell our listeners some of your best outcomes 
or you know patient histories? Oh, well, that is that makes me happy. Uh, let me see. Let's start with <laughs> some little kids. Uh, we got one little kid, um, Angel, and um, the, you know whenever I mention the name of the child, <laughs> yeah, little Angel Sosa, and she says you can mention his name. You can say so. a lot of moms, you know, say ah, yeah, I rather wait, you know. But anyway, um, I only mention when it's, uh, it's uh, the moms allow me to. But little Angel uh, came in. He's uh, he was four. That was what about a year, mm-hmm. a year and a couple of months, and he got epilepsy he had epilepsy and seizures just terrible seizures a uh, hundred seizures a day or more in other words 10 clusters of seizures of not six or eight in each cluster so that would make it like 90 80 100 uh, depending and then he had another cluster of six another uh, uh, six clusters of non-breathing seizures of 30 seconds oh, uh, 60 seconds four seconds so yeah, so she he was taking three medications. I can't remember the the exact medication names, but he was given three medications. He had a peg in a little tummy and all that. And mm. when he came in, um, he they laid him back. He was just very stiff. Laid him down on the bed. Uh, his little back was arched, and I'm mentioning these things to show you the what happened right away. And so you could almost see right through his arched back you, on, the, on the bed. He never laid flat. And so. Um, they gave him the treatment, you know, he would see people but kind of see right through you, like on top of your head, or just wasn't mm-hmm. acknowledging anything and just catatonic. And so um, this was about 20 minutes after his treatment. Uh, you know, the doctor came to check him in, already at the room, and he says, you know, I could have sworn he looked at me. And he wasn't really looking at anyone. He couldn't, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge anyone. So then the mom says, mm-hmm. She says, yeah, you know, he was already looking at, at, at his dad and me. And really, he says, yeah, he's looking at us, and he's holding his gaze right at us. And he says, really? Yeah. And then doctor noticed that he was laying flat already. This is 15, oh my 20 gosh. minutes after the treatment. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. And so, uh, yeah, make a long story short, when he left, he was totally relaxed in a little chair and just looking at people and not speaking, but looking at people. So this was, what, a Wednesday. So I called um, the mom. I called her around Tuesday or uh, Monday or Tuesday after that. And um, I said, hi, how are you doing? How is he doing? Is he still relaxed? Is he still... Oh, my goodness, and she did drop a tear or two, you know, and she said, I said, what? What is it? She says, you know what? He's looking at me. He smiled at me for the first time since he was born. He smiled at her, and she was just, you know, her heart was just outpouring, you know, uh, happiness and emotion because, you know, this child is just looking at the mommy and, you know, acknowledging her and everything. Uh, A week later, uh, he was playing in the rug, you know, just laying down in the rug, and his little sister, a little bit younger, she ran to the mom and said, Mommy, Mommy, you know, Angel is playing with me. And then she says, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, he's following her all over with the head and, and his eyes. And then, but basically another thing, I think by Monday he only had two seizures. Uh, not two clusters, two seizures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the next week he had no seizures. Yeah, I can I can give you her email. She says, let him call me, let him, you know, this is how mm-hmm. happy people get. And yeah. so that's one of them. And then, of course, our spina, our spina bifida children, 
they can't they they're born with the spine outside and then they kind of give them they give them a, mm-hmm. a, a surgery and close it in but still mm-hmm. they can't walk or they can't move their toes they can't move anything and most of them cannot uh, pee and so um uh, you know so we give them the treatment it's an IV and sometimes a spinal a, sp- a spinal um uh, tap mm-hmm. put a little bit of stem cells through the uh, spine and uh, they start moving their toes usually by the next day and many times in 15, 20 minutes. They start moving one toe or the, uh, the other one, and, you know, a little jerk here, a little jerk. That's amazing. Never, never could move it. Amazing. Immediately. <laughs> so we have Magical. that. Um, another, yeah, another one, let's, uh, let's, let me see, let me jump. Oh, there's another one, little child, four-year-old, uh, TBI. He was uh, in a near near drowning uh, experience. Mm. And, you know, the mom said, you know, I thought, <laughs> yeah, she says, I thought that you either drown or you don't drown. She says, I never thought that if you don't drown, they save you and then you're okay. She says, no. She came in with her child, also catatonic, just, you know, like a zigzag, you know, carrying him, laid him down. Oh, my gosh. And that was a oh, fast. my gosh. Put him in the, you know, he, he couldn't talk. He couldn't do anything. He just kind of oh. looked at you, but, you know, he did look at you. So then this, uh, they brought him out of the surgery room, and uh, the, the, the um, anesthesiologist and the other doctor, you know, just he carried the little boy and just gave it to the mom, you know, the, with a blanket, and, she, and then she grabbed her child and put her little head on, on, on her shoulders, and she also dropped a tear. And then I said, what? And she looked to the doctor, and she said, you just gave me another child. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, look it, he's draped on me. He, he draped his little head, his little body, totally, uh, no, not catatonic, nothing. Uh, a week after, he was pointing to the refrigerator and saying juice. Oh, my god! And gosh. now he's in kindergarten. That's about a, almost two years oh ago. Oh, my gosh. It is, it, it, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, it, it is incredible. Story. We can give you yeah. emails. We can give you some, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give you the email. Mm-hmm. You, you need some, I want to talk to somebody. Okay, there you go. Five, six emails. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we see this. Now, look at this other person, uh, stroke, uh, stroke victim. Uh, he's uh, 71 years old, big guy, about six foot. He says, you know, I can't feel the left side of my body. I, I know I have my feet, and I know there's a floor, but I can't feel the sole of my um, of my foot on the left side. And he could not feel all of his left side. And his his hand and arm on the left side was just, you know, stuck to like to his body and clenched, oh, uh, just clenched and everything. He came in and he got treatment around three o'clock that day, and around seven o'clock at night came in because I always go with my patients. I always because they want to see me there. Basically, I'm the first line of uh, contact, you know. So I I went in and and I said, "How you doing, Dan?" And he says, "Well, you know what? I went to the bathroom, you know, and the, the nurses helped me. But you know what? All of a sudden, I can feel that there's a floor. I can feel oh the gosh. sole of my feet." You can't? She says, yeah, I can. Now, the next day, he says, you know what? I can feel the left side of my body. I really? She goes, yeah, he now so I excited. know I the left side. Uh, can you imagine the excitement? Imagine. Yeah, and they're so happy. And, 
and, you know, he still uses braces, and he wanted to go and go home and, and everything. And he says, I'm just not going to get on the wheelchair. I'm just going to walk down the ramp. And then the doctor said, no, no, you're not. you got to sit in the wheelchair. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, because you might fall. Well, you pick me up. No, we're not going to pick you up. We, you're going to sit <laughs> in the chair. That's how great you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and they wheeled him out. <laughs> and what's what's been his um, progress since? His progress has been he's been able to um, use his hand, his arm, uh, a few weeks, months of, with uh, some physical therapy. He was able to extend his arm first uh, 40, 40% and then uh, another 20% and uh, move his hands and uh, just be able to walk. He's driving, and uh, he said his memory has improved. And so uh, he always could talk, but uh, some, mm-hmm. some of our... Uh, patients, you know, they can't swallow, they can't talk, they can't recognize people, and then all of a sudden, you know, they start acknowledging, uh, oh, yeah, you're my daughter, you know, you're not uh, the neighbor, this type of thing. So so with that, and then, of course, uh, multiple sclerosis, we've had had great responses, and uh, Parkinson's, uh, Parkinson's, um, the shaking, the drooling, you know, it just... You know, the better quality of life that the person is getting, it's it's it's, it's a worthless. It's just, I, I mean, no money can can buy that. It's it's uh, it's incredible. So then uh, we have a Lewy body dementia uh, and um, other types of you know MS. But, um, well, I said Parkinson's, Lewy body, ALS, um, MS. Uh, stroke and just many other neurological conditions. So, that, do that the stem cells do the stem cells effectively stop the disease in its tracks? Uh, what it does in neurological conditions, uh, the aim of uh, Nova Cells doctors and researchers is to repair via what the damage, the ravages that the, that the disease has caused. Uh, it does repair that um, and uh, halts the, uh, the condition or slows it down. Uh, we've seen okay. uh, to slow it down, but there's a, 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 a something to it. Now, with a stroke, it's a one-time insult to the brain, a one-time damage, and, you know, repair, 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 and damaging that. With the other conditions, which are the neurological conditions, mm-hmm. most of them is a progressive thing. And, and so what it does, the stem cells go in and repair, and slow down the progression. This is what what it does. Um, okay. But it cannot slow it down eventually. Totally, it cannot. But it does slow it down, which is a, a big change. Oh, I see. So it it can't stop the disease. It just repairs some of it, the yeah. uh, the damage. It repairs. Yeah, it repairs the damage. Mm-hmm. or most of the damage or a lot of the damage, and mm-hmm. it uh, it slows down the condition, and it, it halts it. We've had ALS people that many times, ALS, you know, you have 18 months, two years, two and a half years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people, you know. Uh, so um, we've had people for seven years, uh, and we've had held them for five to seven years in ALS, which is a pretty drastic uh, condition. And yeah, uh, yeah. in other in other conditions, but it, it slows it down, yeah, and repairs what what the damage they can oh, swallow. Oh, they I'm can glad. Yeah, so they have a better quality of life. Yeah, 
you know, and the the cancer, you know, with the, um, we had one gentleman come in and he, you know, he came in by himself. You know, the the wife didn't really believe in 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 in, in this, and mm-hmm. he says, "I'm mm-hmm. going." Well, he was the one that was sick, so he came in and totally swollen. Both of his legs were swollen. He was uh, yellow color, you know, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of pain Jaundice. in the prostate and little metastasis. Mm-hmm. Jaundice. And so uh, what what they did, the doctor stabilized him first uh, and um, took out all the, you know, uh, the edema and all of that and stabilized him and, and then gave him the stem cells. It was, I think it was a couple of days, the two treatments he had had because they usually have tra- five treatments, uh, you know, uh, one every day, and uh, he he was walking around the hospital, just walking around, and he felt so good and so great, and he just um, he almost he interrupted the 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 the, um, the treatment and went back and uh, closed the real estate deal and then came back and finished the treatment. That's how <laughs> he felt. <laughs> he went out there and broke a deal and oh, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, and then funny. he came back and. Can you imagine? And so um, we treated a few cancers. Um, how, I wonder how he's know, doing now. He's doing great. Uh, he's doing real estate, and this was, what, five years ago. Okay. Yeah. We also had another uh, Croatian guy, Russian guy. He had um, um, prostate cancer, too, and it, it went to the uh, to the femur to the bone and then to the liver and then uh then he went to the brain and so mm. he came he had a i think a month or two to live and mm. so um uh, we just you know they they, they treated him aggressively and he uh he went back feeling really good and uh he lived for five years and uh he did have still have some cancer but he went from stage four to stage Three, four, uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, four, three, two, one, and um, he did pass away, but he passed away from a heart attack. Somehow they huh. didn't take care of his uh, his heart, but he 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 did live for five years with no huh. chemo, with no radiation, nothing. Yeah, and Interesting. Um, yeah, he he was blind. He was able to see with one eye after, and um, yeah, so. These are some great um, patient histories. So for, pe- for, for people that are interested in learning more about your facility, et cetera, how do they get a hold of you? Okay. Well, uh, usually all you have to do is uh, just uh, type in uh, Nova Self Institute of Mexico and we pop up. But um, you can also call 562 uh six one nine uh thirty four one ten uh and that is our landline you can call there and um uh usually I will answer the phone or okay. um, uh Cell or you know type uh, uh sure. Institute of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, and so basically that's uh well, I think we'll have it in your uh, information there when you I'll give you all this information so you can set it up uh, for your website, uh, Denise. Oh, okay, great. People ask. Right, but but um, the internet website is www.novacellinstitute or cells institute. Institute, 
uh, yeah, uh, Nova Cells Institute dot com altogether. Okay. Yeah, www. Okay. Institute dot com. Okay. We don't have well, a Mexico, the, but you know that's what they gave us. Now. That's good. That works. Well, great. I really enjoyed having you on our show, and I, I think um, everybody has a really good idea of what it is, you you know, the work that you mm-hmm. you do there, and the success rates that you've had. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any anything else you wanted to add? Well, I just um, I'm here to answer any question. Um, yeah, and I felt oh my goodness, uh, an interview, and you get a little, you know, nervous, but. Then it comes so natural because this is what I've been doing for for so many years, nine years, and so. Um, but people can just call or write me or okay. anything, and then uh, I'll answer all the questions that they want. They're specific, customized. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, of course they are. Questions. Of, so. of course they are. Well, Grace Odgers, thank you so much for being here with us today. Really appreciate the time that you've taken out of your busy schedule. And um, we wish your institute just the best. Well, thank you so much, and uh, and just thank you, and thank everybody for listening. Okay. Take care. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, listeners, that wraps up our show for today. Please tune in again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for another great show. And until then, be happy and be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? The entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise and her guest. The information is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's not intended as medical advice. We're sharing knowledge and information from our guest and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product or service is not intended to prevent any disease.